0: Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this Easter Sunday is Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, and Salome, brought spices, so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Here ends our Gospel lesson. Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! The first morning after that mournful Sabbath day, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome went out to make a simple offering to our crucified Lord. They knew he was dead. But there was more that they could do to show their respect. They could bring oil for anointing his executed corpse, and they could honor him with their tears. Unlike many of his Jewish brothers and sisters, Jesus had not been permitted the normal rites of burial. He was given a tomb, yes, but his body was hastily rushed into a dark hole to make sure that the whole matter was dead and gone for the crowds who had been so riled up As to call for his blood now that everything was over though these three women came to honor their fallen friend as he deserved it was a simple task really to anoint a body with oil as with funeral rituals to this day there are many things we do to honor our family and friends who have died that can be viewed diminutively as simply acts of tradition Rituals which some believe lack meaning beyond going through the motions. We often sing similar hymns, read the same scriptures, and pray the same prayers at funeral after funeral. And yet, the fact that we show up at all is what makes these simple acts so important. For those three women, the fact that they showed up that morning was more significant than they ever could have imagined. I hope this year, as much as any year, we can appreciate that it was their grief that led them to hear the good news of Christ's resurrection. The women went there to follow through with the rituals of mourning that had been denied them by the Roman soldiers who made sure nobody got near the body that they feared. They had no idea how they were going to follow through with their intentions since they assumed that there was still a massive stone blocking the entryway to the tomb. Yet they knew that they had to go to Jesus' grave, and it was their grief that led them there. Their grief, to everyone's amazement, led them to hear that Jesus was not in fact dead at all, but had risen to new life. He had been resurrected and was already heading on to his home area of Galilee, Ahead of them. It is powerful to think that their connection with death helped them encounter new life in ways that they had never imagined. What they had watched their teacher and friend endure was excruciating. Jesus had suffered severely before finally succumbing to death on his cross, and their grief hung heavily all around them. It was through their tears through their pain, through their sorrow, that they encountered the miraculous. The angel that was present in Jesus' empty tomb reassured them that Christ was absent only from the grave and would be present to them in new and powerful ways. Though they had come to get some closure to their grief, they instead got a shocking word of hope that they could scarcely believe. He was not there, for he was not dead. Such amazing news for people steeped in sorrow. God had flipped the script, so to speak, and what once was lost now was gain. The man who had been beaten down by the world was now alive and running free. His mourning had turned to dancing, his sorrow to joy, his death to life. And those women... Those first preachers of the good news were invited to join in his dancing, join in his joy, and share in his new life. What a wondrous moment. The mournful became miraculous as their exasperations became alleluia's. These past few weeks, I have been reflecting on our experiences last year at this time. As I am sure you remember all too well, we were called upon to disrupt our normal in-person work, education, and worship activities in order to slow the spread of this new virus that we had barely heard of at that time. This all occurred right before Holy Week and Easter, and we were thrown into figuring out how to worship remotely for the first time in the congregation's 82-year history. In our community, we responded to the situation in different ways. For some, this has been an anxious year, filled with unknowns about anything from the possibility of contracting the novel coronavirus and its potential effects to concerns about the economic hardships that are resulting from it. Others have responded with anger at the way things have been handled Doubts about the realities of what we've been told concerning the pandemic and mitigation measures. And frustration at the length of the disruptions that were initially sold to merely last two weeks. Through the many and varied ways that we have responded to everything that has happened this past year, I think it is safe to say that we have all experienced loss in one form or another. A staggering death toll from COVID-19, over half a million lost in the United States alone, is something worthy of our grief. These staggering losses have also been accompanied by many other losses along the way that may be easy to overlook, yet compound to affect us in significant ways, even if they are hard to see. Many of us have lost out on vacations we hope to take, family gatherings we plan to enjoy, weddings, and even funerals. We've lost countless dinners out with friends, hundreds and thousands of hours in the classroom, and countless cups of coffee have remained empty in Lutheran churches all across the world. A loss of massive proportion if there ever was one. Relationships have been strained. Jobs, careers, and businesses have been lost, and stresses have compounded, all coming together to leave us with a foreboding sense of grief for what we have missed out on, in one way or another. Like those three women who came to the tomb on the morning of Christ's resurrection, we gather today with the experiences of loss, leaving us here, whether we can fully name them yet or not. It is my hope this morning that like those three women at the tomb, we can also see the risen Christ through our grief. God is turning our mourning into dancing too. We have lost a great deal, but Christ is still risen from the dead. Where there is resurrection, there is hope. And our faith in the resurrection today is as firm as it ever was. God and Jesus Christ rose from the dead so that the greatest loss this world has ever known could be turned into the greatest gain we could ever hope for. Grief, loss, suffering, and death have all been turned into temporary states of affairs as they are transformed into joy, gain, comfort, and yes, new life in the kingdom that God has prepared for us all. The ways of the world can and do bring us down, but the ways of God are far higher and will always seek to lift us to new highs like we have never known before. The things that have been, have been, but the things that are yet to come will be more glorious and transcendent than we can even imagine. So friends, Today, I invite you into the joy of the risen Christ once again. Let your faith rest in the wonder of what God has done. Let your love and hope be abundant and boundless. Let your heart be gracious and generous, your feet light and carefree, and your soul at peace with the knowledge that the woes and worries of this world have been cast aside by our Savior. Our Messiah has risen from hell itself. And like eagles soaring higher and higher, he promises to raise us up as well. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you.